At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Happy holidays. Yeah. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers yeah. game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com and Visa to have Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus guessing lines for week 16 of the National Football League. That's what we're here for. Chrissy Andrews will join us uh, momentarily to do that within the exercise. We hope to extract some value. First look at week 16 lines. Uh, but first, uh, yeah, I wasn't watching anything yesterday. I assume the Rams got through, right, Jason? That, that was no- Yeah, they didn't get through. They didn't get through, did they? Yeah. Well, let me just say this. By the way, I had the Rams, in case you were wondering. Uh, as brutal as that was, as big as the disappointment is of running into that iceberg in week number 15, I can only take solace in the fact that for not one second was I going to pick anyone else. Not one second. The Rams were always the planned team. By the way, the 16 of us remaining that had the Rams, all of us took the Rams correctly. There was no other option. It was not even for a, not even a moment's thought. So in that respect, you kind of just take it. And you're like, well, planned it as well as it could. Was it wasn't like there's any self-loathing involved, which is different from previous weeks. Had you lost, because there were other options and there would have been a big self-loathing factor had you lost. But yesterday, uh, nope. Any given Sunday, that's the old phrase. And the Rams couldn't get it done as 17-and-a-half-point favorites against the New York Jets. Couldn't get it done. Total no-show, first half. The Jared Goff face got us. Reminiscent of the Jay Cutler face and the Joe Flacco face, which preceded it in its ancestry. The Jared Goff face. We'll get into all that more and more as the, uh, as the show goes on. But that's it. I'm out. I'm Kramer. I'm out. 65 left. By the way, 16 Rams and one Niners. One bold Niners player yesterday in Circus Survivor. So 65 remain uh, headed into, well, there's Steelers tonight. I suppose that could happen also. 
but 65 as of this moment remaining in Circus Survivor. Congratulations to all of them. Uh, and good for you to have avoided the Rams pitfall yesterday. By the way, I, I said many times on this show, week 16 was going to be dicey. Week 17 was certainly going to be squirrely. There was a no guarantee we're going to get through the whole way. But I never saw week 15 coming. Never. Never gave it a moment's thought. My buddy, he's out too. He had the Rams. Amal still in it. Someone else we know who doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, let's bring him in to do some guessing lines week 16. We'll talk more about Survivor as the uh, show goes on, I'm sure. He is my mishpucha. He runs the South Point Hotel Casino right here behind us at the lovely South Point Hotel Casino, the tip of the strip. It's Chrissy Andrews. Good morning to you, Chris. What's going on, pal? Um, let me, let's just put it this way. I personally was very happy with uh, the Ram outcome. Yes, I'm sure you were. <laughs> I'm sure you were. People can draw yeah. from that what they will. People can understand. Sure, of course. Yeah. A, Chrissy hates me. B, <laughs> he has no heart. Or C, maybe he doesn't want to talk about something. <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, congratulations to all again who went through. But but as I said, uh, you know, hey, that's the game. That's the game. That's how hard it is to get through to the end. There's always pitfalls you can't see. Uh, how did you do as a book yesterday and this weekend in, in uh, football? Uh, yesterday was terrible. Terrible. Uh, from the beginning of the week, we had... Uh, lots of teasers running. Now, not so much from Thursday. That wasn't much. But Saturday, uh, both favorites won. And, uh, you know, one covered, one didn't. But you have to start looking at teasers. And a teaser, and a couple of boy, Rams knocked out a bunch of teasers. No, no, they didn't. No. Not that many people teased yeah. from 17 down to 11. I mean, that's not a brilliant teaser. I don't know what you would be thinking if you did that, but I mean, I'm sure a couple guys did. But otherwise, you look up and down uh, the slate, you know, the favorites won a lot of games. I didn't cover all that many, but uh, that's what really hurt us. And, of course, the biggest, you know, one of the biggest action games of the year was the Saints in Kansas City. You know, we were – I'm trying to look. What did we open? I think we opened three and a half. Yeah, we opened three and a half. They took the three and a half, down to three, back up to three and a half, back down to three. Then all of a sudden, Breeze is playing. So we go to two and a half. Oh. You know, we were stayed at three until we got bet. But we went back, we went down to three and a half. We had a lot of guys taking the plus three. I finally had to go to two and a half. They laid it back up. I mean, it that game could not possibly have come worse. It, it was, you know, so huge action. And from three and a half to two and a half because of, you know, action, of course, but and uh, quarterback decision on the part of uh, of New Orleans. Um, just everything played into the hands of uh, killing us, and and that that really hurt bad. I I know exactly what that game cost us, and it was a lot. So yeah, what, what are you gonna do? Crimea River, as I would say, uh, Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews. Yeah. This is a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling a Game Plus, reviewing. Uh, the week gone by, heading into guessing lines for week 16. I will say this, you know, again, I was able to, I didn't pre-flop in terms of the uh, survivor play. I didn't pre-flop the Jets, but I did get them in game when they were up 13 to nothing. It was a coin flip. So I was able to make money on the Jets and my entire weekend, just to what you're talking about, Saturday was a massive winner for me. Like one of my top 10 of all time. 
Every college football oh, game great. ended up going my way. The te- but the teasers that we talked about here on this show, and I said, I'm going to do the teaser that everybody ought to be doing. Buffalo, Green Bay on Saturday. And if you want to get frisky, put in Indy on Sunday. All of that worked out. So it just ended up being this great haul on the one side and then this massive survivor disappointment, which is absolutely a brutal disappointment. But again, for all the reasons I stated, there was never there was never a second I wasn't going to pick the Rams. So you just got to eat it. You got to eat it. That's how it works. All right, let's talk uh, week 16. Let us start with Thursday night football. Or Thursday it, night. Or is it Friday? Week. How's it work oh, this it's week? Oh, actually Friday. Yeah, it's, it's Friday. Friday. Christmas yeah, Day. Friday. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we have the Vikings at the Saints. All right, not much to say about the Vikings game yesterday. They lose to the Bears, uh, and they lose in a game where they they never – they never led. They trailed the whole way versus Chicago. Chicago punted only once on the opening possession of the game. I think Minnesota had a, had a pick in the end zone at one point. But other than that, really, that was the only time they stopped the Bears, the, the punt on their first possession. Cousins, 24 of 35 for 271, two touchdowns, one pick, sacked three times. Cook, 24 for 132 and a touchdown. He always fills up a box score. So does Jefferson, eight catches for 104, 407 total yards. But if you're not stopping the other team, doesn't matter. So Minnesota, yes, mathematically, they're still alive at 6-8, and eight, but they're donezo. They're donezo now. Uh, Bears very much alive. We'll get to the Bears when we get there. And then, as you mentioned, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans loses to the Chiefs by three. Uh, and when you look at this box score, Chris, I don't really understand how they lost by only three. It's amazing. They, they marquee game of the week by far, as you mentioned. They lose it 32-29. to 29. Um, Breeze was 15 of 34 for 234. Three touchdowns, mm-hmm. one pick, and he was sacked once. But he needed more than a full quarter to complete a pass or lead the Saints to a first down. His first completion came on his seventh pass of the game. It was in the second quarter. Uh, yeah. Alvin Kamara, yes, 11 for 54 on the ground, three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown through the air. But the, the, uh, the Saints had 15 first downs to Kansas City's 33. They were one of 10 on third down. Contrast that with Casey going 9 of 17. They had 10 penalties for 93 yards. They were out time of possession, if you will, by Kansas City, 41-14 to 18-46. And yet they lost by three. They can clinch the NFC South with a win or a Tampa Bay loss next week. But uh, as far as the number one seed, that is virtually donezo. Uh, I'll say Saints by a touchdown. Saints minus seven. Yeah, you're right on, Joe. It's seven. My numbers come to eight and a half, mostly because I just downgraded Minnesota. Uh, you know, I, I, they just look like they're ready to head south. To yeah, me. you know, I that, agree. that's you know that that that's that for me. I mean, I think we know what New Orleans is, even though, um, yeah, it was kind of miraculous yesterday. Yeah, Brees come out zero for six. You know, when do you see that from a Drew Brees? You know. Uh, you know, yeah, they they struggled. It was uh, very difficult for them, but uh, you know, they they wound up hanging in there. And I'm I'm like you. Listen, we need we didn't we didn't have a big need in that game. We kind of needed New Orleans a little bit, you know, but not not much. Just needed anything but a three. Of course, that's what happened. But Minnesota, yeah, I just I don't like this team. And you know, every wise guy in town bet against them yesterday. Um, I, I see this I, I see this team just heading south. So I'm going to open seven. That's what it is. I even see one six and a half out there. Uh, but if I see this trending higher, I'm going to go higher because I think uh, 
not so much that the Saints are so much the right side. I think Minnesota is the wrong side. It appears another Kirk Cousins season will end in middling nothingness. But we'll see. Minnesota <laughs> mathematically alive, but not much more than that. All right. Uh, Saturday games? Do we have Saturday? Yeah, we have Saturday morning, yeah. All right. What we got? Tampa at Detroit. Tampa Bay yesterday, 60 total yards in the first half versus Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta had a 17 to nothing lead at the half. Um, and then they had a 24 to seven lead. And as Ryan Clark said this morning, he said, you know, it's, it's Arian's team when the game starts. And then when you fall 17 down, then it becomes Brady's team. He rallies the bucks from a pair of those, uh, the, those pair of 17 point deficits. They trailed by 17 in the third quarter, that 24 to seven deficit led the bucks on five straight scoring drives, four touchdowns and a field goal in the second half for a 31 to 27 win over the stunned Falcons included a uh, first down given shenanigan on a measurement, but 416 yeah. total yards uh, for the bucks. Brady was 31 of 45 for 390, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Evans six for one ten. Uh, excuse me, Antonio Brown, five for 93 and a touchdown. Devin White had three sacks. So Tampa Bay gets it done. Where, where do Falcons fans rank, do you think, in the Tom, we hate Tom Brady mythology? <laughs> right behind all the AFC East um, teams? <laughs> like right up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Just brutal. Of course, uh, the 28 yeah. to 3 deficit in the Super Bowl leaping to mind. Uh, you said they're at Detroit. Detroit eliminated from playoff contention yesterday. They've allowed 30-plus points in four straight games. They've allowed 40-plus points four times this season, the most in the NFL, including yesterday when they lose to Tennessee 46-25 to in a game, quite frankly, where Detroit had their opportunities but just couldn't keep up in the end. Uh, Stafford was 22 of 32 for 252, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked zero times. Uh, remember, he played with, uh, with center Frank Ragnow and right tackle Tyrell Crosby both out. Ragnow had the fractured throat for those, again, scoring at home. Uh, Chase Daniel came in. He was 5 of 6 for 55. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked zero as well. No, was not sacked at all. Marvin Jones Jr., 10 for 112 and a touchdown. But the, but the Lions were minus three in turnovers. That's all you need to know against the Titans. So they got housed in the end by three touchdowns. Uh, Tampa Bay minus seven, I will say, at Detroit. Uh, you're a little light. It's mostly eight. I see, uh, I see a seven and a half, see a nine. Um, well, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm, you can't be totally sold on this Tampa Bay. I think, you know, Ryan Clark, you hit it right. Uh, becomes Tom's team in the fourth quarter when they're losing. They might be losing by too much. Uh, I'm going to open eight and a half. My numbers came to 11 in this game. Detroit, just another team that I think has gone south. Uh, I don't see them having much to play for here. So, like I said, I'm going to open at eight and a half. And by the way, that Tampa game was one I kind of I kind of turned away in the third in the third quarter. You know, thinking, well, here's one. We need to knock out one teaser. We didn't knock out any. We need to walk out knock out one teaser game. I thought this was our game. You know, we had a lead. Um, Tampa wasn't playing well. Yeah. Atlanta was, uh, but uh, just didn't happen. But nonetheless, my numbers come a lot higher. My numbers come to eleven. And that, I could see diminishing returns on that game, uh, on that favorite. But I'm going to open eight and a half. I just think the Lions team, just terrible. Nobody wants to bet them. Nobody wants to watch them. No one wants anything to do with them. So I'm going to open eight and a half. They'll probably bet me down. But eight is the opening number if you look around uh, the internet. Yeah, you would know better about the uh, the betting activity at your shop at the, on the Lions. Their defense is just atrocious. Just absolutely atrocious. 
So yeah. can't blame anyone. Next Saturday, also, I would assume. Uh, yes, we've got three on Saturday. Nice. It should be a great day. I like that schedule. Niners, Niners at the Cardinals. Niners at the Cardinals. Uh, Niners eliminated from playoff contention. They become the second Super Bowl runner-up in the past 13 seasons to finish with a losing record the next year. Just the second in 13. Uh, Mullins, 21 for 36. By the way, they lose to the Cowboys, I should mention. That knocked out one brave survivor. Uh, 41 to 33, they lose to Dallas. Uh, Mullins, 21 of 36 for 219. Two touchdowns, two picks, sacked twice. Beathard in relief, 5 of 7, but he threw the Hail Mary at the end. They got caught in the end zone, so it ended up with 100 yards and a touchdown. Bourne was on the receiving end of that. 4 for 86 and a touchdown. Ayuk, 9 of se- nine for 73 and a touchdown. 458 total yards didn't matter. They lost. You know why? Because they were minus 4 in turnovers, all of which set up Dallas scores. That'll do it. It's all it takes. Uh, sixth, of, this, this coming game against Arizona will be the sixth of seven straight games outside of California for the Niners to finish the season after Santa Clara County banned contact sports over COVID-19 issues. So they're vagabonds. And remember, um, already Kyle Shanahan is on record as saying, oh, my team's going to be with their families on the holiday. So who knows how locked in the Niners will be for this game. Arizona, uh, Eagles trailed them 16 to nothing in the first quarter. I mean, Cardinals led it 16 to nothing, but the Eagles rallied to tie it at 26 in the third quarter. Arizona responded with a go-ahead touchdown drive capped by Kyler Murray's touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, corner Michael Jaquette was playing uh, tight D on the play. Hopkins took the ball away anyway, held it with one hand as he fell past the pylon into the end zone. That made a lot of Arizona survivor players very happy. Very sweaty game for them. Murray, 27 of 36 for 406, a career high. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. First half, he threw for 264 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Hurts, by the way, 177 and three touchdowns in the first half. Philadelphia was playing without three of its four starters in the secondary because of injuries. That ended up helping. Hopkins, nine catches for 169 and a touchdown. 526 total yards for the Cardinals to 422 for Philly. In a, in, in a box score anomaly, the Cardinals were minus three in turnovers. They should have won this game going away. And a couple of those were in the red zone. But they do clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Chicago loss this coming week. Arizona, I'll say, minus... Mm, let's see. This is a no-man's land line for me. Somewhere between the three and the seven. I'll say five and a half. This is a hard one. Well, you're a little you're a little high. My numbers come to five, so I'm kind of with you. But this, I'm looking around. It's three and a half and four, and uh, I'm going to mm. open four. I'm going to stay high on this one. Uh, I think a lot of things, you know, point against the Niners. I would say more than point for the Cardinals. Uh, you mentioned Shanahan already talking about how his uh, team is going to be able to spend time with his fam with their families over Christmas, and uh, I, I think that. You know, they are vagabonds. They've been on the road, what, six six weeks or something like that? Uh, yeah, I just, there's, I see a lot of things pointing against the 49ers. And Cardinals coming off, you know, a nice win. They played, they played well. They had the turnovers that uh, kept that game close. By the way, I thought that was another game where we might knock out a few teasers, but it wasn't to be. Uh, I'm going to stay high here. I'm going to use four, but mostly three and a half is what, out, is wow. what is out there. Seems low to me. Does seem low. All right, let's, to me too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially knowing what we know about Shanahan's stance and the families of those uh, Niners players. Uh, let's do the last Saturday game here. Let's get this one before the break. 
Okay, Miami at the Las Vegas Raiders. Miami wins again. One, they've yeah. they've won eight of ten now since starting one and three. Uh, I had Miami yesterday. I did not understand that the New England oh. Patriots lines all year long have made no sense to me. Week after week, we've been in here, and that's the one team that I just do not understand the lines on. Tua was yep. twenty of twenty six yesterday for one forty five. That's it. That's it. Didn't throw the ball more than fifteen yards downfield. No touchdowns. One pick. Sacked twice. Ahmed twenty three for one twenty two to touchdown. The Dolphins were seven of twelve on third down. One of one on fourth down against the Pats. Two hundred fifty rushing yards. They didn't have any of the receivers. So they went to the ground. It's not like New England didn't know that was going to happen. Undrafted rookie Salvan Ahmed and veteran Matt Breida combining for 208 yards together to lead Miami to the 22-12 win over the Patriots. 37 minutes, 26 seconds in time of possession, over 22-34 for the Pats. They entered the game last in the league the Dolphins did in yards per carry. And Ahmed became their first 100-yard rusher since 2018. Again, three most productive receivers were out. Devontae Parker with the hamstring, Jakeem Grant with the hamstring, Mike Gesicki, the tight end with the shoulder. They're playing the Raiders. Raiders going to be a little bit on extra rest here, but remember they lost Derek Carr to the groin injury Thursday night against uh, against the Chargers in that ridiculous coaching opera between uh, Anthony Lynn and John mm. Gruden. Mariota was really good in relief, 17 of 28 for 226. was a financial boon for him, 9 for 88 and a touchdown on the ground. Waller, unstoppable, 9 for 150 and a touchdown. 449 total yards. They could have won in overtime, but John Gruden just refused to continue with the read option. Um, all four of the Raiders games against uh, the Chargers and the uh, Chiefs have come down to the final play. Uh, I will say the Dolphins by three because I don't think home field matters. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a 500 matching bonus and a 1500 mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua yeah, it's two and a half. My numbers come to four. I don't know if I'm going to mess with the three on this game, so I might open to two and a half unless I see it going higher. But that uh, the uh, Dolphins game yesterday, that was probably our best game of the day. And it was, I, I'm like you, Gil, I could not understand the theory behind that move. I just didn't get it. 
but that's been kind of with the, the Dolphins all year. They, they seem to be betting against them quite a bit. I know my numbers are always way higher on the Dolphins. They've been a good team for us this year. Like I said, I will open two and a half, but if I see it going higher, I'm going to go and get a bet at three. Um, you, know, you got, I'm not sure who's going to start. It looks like a good chance it's going to be Mariota for the Raiders. I'm not sure that influences the number all that much. He played pretty well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like the Dolphins here in this spot. I think two and a half is a shade cheap. I think that should be at least three. And like I said, my number's come to four. I think it should be over the three. Yeah, I didn't get the New England move. I didn't get the Broncos move against the Bills on Saturday. Those were two of my contest picks. Yeah. Didn't understand yeah. either of those. Just funny, like almost overthinking kind of things by the market, yeah. those, two, uh, those two cases. Like I said, it's it a weird weekend. Financial boon and then a survivor disaster. We'll come back. More guessing lines. Week 16 on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, we are on to Sunday. Yeah. And we have the Broncos at the Chargers. Broncos at the Chargers. Is this an afternoon game or early game? It's an afternoon game. Uh, and this, this got moved to the afternoon. It's first in the rotation. All right. It's uh, an afternoon game. Let's do first in the rotation. We'll do it out of order for this one. We'll allow an exception here, Jason. Jason's all discombobulated. I'm flexible. No, it's flexible. Good. Okay. They're all right here in line. Uh, Denver at the Chargers, because it's a real winner of a game here. Drew Locke, Saturday against the Bills, was 20 of 32 for 132. One touchdown, no picks, sacked three times, 132. Fourth consecutive losing season for the uh, Broncos. First team ever to go five years without making the playoffs following a Super Bowl title. How about that? First team ever after wow. winning the Super Bowl to go five straight years not making the playoffs. Uh, Josh Allen just dismantled their secondary. Uh, that secondary had lost five cornerbacks in two weeks. Five corners in two weeks. Did not understand. And yet the line moved towards the Broncos. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. Brandon McManus went on the COVID-19 reserve list. Taylor Russolino missed a 51-yarder and two extra points. So that was the fallout of that. That didn't help. Uh, Denver got housed by Buffalo uh, in that game on Saturday and uh, teaser leg for everybody. Chargers, uh, as we talked about Thursday, they'll be on extra rest. Justin Herbert, rookie of the year. Come on. 22 of 32 for 314, two touchdowns, no picks, uh, one sack against the Raiders. NFL rookie record now with the, with his uh, seventh 300-yard game, 27 passing scores on the year. That ties Baker Mayfield for the most by a rookie in NFL history, and he's still got two games to beat it. Uh, all that said, meg game, two five and nine teams going nowhere. Chargers minus, uh, I'll say four, but I know Anthony Lynn will make this, a, <laughs> should make this lower, but I'll say four. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't see, well, I see a couple three and a halves out there with pretty heavy juice on the dog, but mostly three with juice on the favorite. So three minus 20, three minus a quarter. Uh, I'm like, I'm not sure which one I'm going to open. By the way, my numbers when I was, you know, just pure power rating, adding, adding and subtracting, my numbers came to two. Uh, Chargers too. And as soon as I look at this, boy, that's way too. I'm gonna have to go make an adjustment here somewhere. That's a terrible yeah, number. It's terrible. Uh, I'd lay two in a heartbeat. Uh, I'm gonna debate between three and three and a half. What I'm gonna open because uh, both sides with uh, with either of those numbers uh, have a lot of juice attached. You know, so uh, I'm I'm not sure which one I'm gonna open yet. I got uh, till nine o'clock to decide, but somewhere in there, three or three and a half. Nine o'clock, Chrissy. That's the deadline right at the end of the show. That's, that's the deadline. Self-imposed yeah. deadline. Uh, if, if they don't have corners still, I'll check the injury reports on these, especially this time of year. But if yeah. Denver doesn't have corners, I, I will take the Chargers there. 
All right, let's do one more. Yeah. Uh, the Browns at the Jets. Browns at the Jets. Oh, do we have to talk about the Jets? Browns win yesterday. <laughs> that game against the Giants was one of the worst viewing experiences ever. Unless you were hitting the under the whole time, then it was beautiful. Or Cleveland. Cleveland beats the Giants last night, uh, in case you missed it. And they did so in very ho-hum fashion. Very ho-hum fashion. Uh, by the final score of 20-6. to six. Mayfield, 27 of 32. 27 of 32. Five incompletions the whole game for 297 yards. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. He led two 95-yard touchdown drives. Browns come very close now to ending a 17-year playoff drought with a 20-6 win. They were 9 of 13 on third down. Giants couldn't get him off the field. Highest win total, 10 now, since their 1999 expansion rebirth. They're 10 and 4. And then there's the Jets, as I mentioned, of course, at the top with Survivor. The Jets got me. After 51 weeks, 13 games without a win, the Jets finally earned the chance to celebrate. Uh, no longer in position, though, for the top pick in the NFL draft. That was the, that was the real-life fallout, fallout in quotes of that win, is that now the Jaguars, by strength of schedule, have the tiebreaker for the number one pick in the draft in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jets scored on their opening possession for an eighth straight game. Darnold was 22 of 31 for 207. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. But here's what happened in that game, and there's so many things for those of us who had the Rams in Survivor. There was a punt block by the Jets that got them three points. Rams just couldn't do anything in the first half. They didn't show up. Rams' touchdown was called back. It was a go-ahead touchdown with 7.35 to play. Cam Akers, 18-yard, but it was a it was wiped out by a holding penalty, but it was a legit holding penalty. The one that gets me, though, is there's a couple of them. One, Nassimba Webster had a 34-yard punt return after that on a, a Braden Mann punt. Braden Mann, the punter, made the tackle, and I'd love to see the all-22 footage or a wide shot. It looked like Webster could have just cut to the outside and gone to the house. Instead, he cut inside. And the punter tripped him up. And then with four minutes left, instead of attempting a game-tying 55-yard field goal from Matt Gay, Sean McVay decides to go for it. And Jared Goff goes downfield, throws a bomb, incomplete, with that Jared Goff face again. Have I mentioned that yet today? So many regrets. Jets win. Jags loss. Puts the Jags in the driver's seat, as I said, for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get Chrissy's reaction. I'll say the Browns by 10. Yeah. Uh, once again, I like your number better. It's uh, mostly nine and a half. I see, I see like two tens out there with uh, considerable juice on the dog. I'm debating on this one, too. Probably open nine and a half. Uh, that is the number that's out there. But my, my numbers come to 13 and a half. Um, again, probably diminishing returns on the side of the favorite there. Um, maybe looks a little bit too high, but this Cleveland team's really, really good. They're they're a good, good team. But I got to tell you, the 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 wise guys don't have any trouble betting on the Jets, <laughs> which uh, can be nice sometimes because the public has no trouble betting against them. I can tell you that. Uh, but probably nine and a half. I reserve the right to change my mind. Might go to ten on this one, but right now I think I'm going to open nine and a half. In in sixteen week no fifteen pardon me yeah no no sixteen no because they didn't play Thanksgiving so out of fifteen opportunities I bet against the Jets not bet against but took the team against the Jets and Survivor eight times out of those fifteen the eighth mm. one the eighth one bit me but I will tell you along the way there were a few of those right the Raiders being the most obvious where the Jets were not at all a laughable team 
against the Bills, they weren't a laughable team either. Uh, so they they probably should be more than a one-win team, let's be honest. Yet they are not. And it's the one win that takes yeah. them out of a, the number one position yeah. for Trevor Lawrence. They've covered like five out of the last six spreads. They started out 0-8 against the spread, and they've really come on strong. Yeah. That was going to be my last time to bet against them or to have a team against them, but couldn't get through. Jared Goff. Sean McVay. We'll get to Jared Goff's <laughs> quote coming up later. All right, what's next? The Bengals at the Titans. Oh, we don't need much time on this. Bengals have yet to no, play. No, no, I'm sorry. Bengals at the Texans. Bengals Texans, at the Oh, even worse. Bengals at the Texans. <laughs> uh, Bengals have not played yet. The Bengals play the Steelers tonight. Steelers 14-point favorites. 14-point favorites at the Bengals, who will be led by Ryan Finley tonight. So says mm-hmm. Zach Taylor. That shouldn't change much. Uh, Houston loses to the Colts, and they do so on the final possession yet again. Yeah. Oh. Good Lord. Brutal. Brutal. The, the previous game against the, the uh, Colts, it was a snap down six points. They were they were goal-to-go situation down six. Last, just over a minute left in the game, they snap it to Deshaun Watson. It was a little low and outside. He couldn't get the handle. The Colts recover and win. This one, oh, my goodness. Kiki Kute on the way to the house to tie it up, or at least an extra point away from tying, and it gets poked out by Darius Leonard and the Colts recover, and they beat the Texans. Uh, Colts do 27-20. to 20. Amazing that both games between these two teams ended up that way. Deshaun Watson, 33-41 of 41 for 373. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked five times, though. He always gets sacked a lot. Uh, David Johnson, 11 for 106. 8 of 14 on third downs. The Texans were 1 of 2 on fourth. I mean, it says more about the Colts. The Colts couldn't get them off the field, Chris. 425 total yards for the Texans, but minus two in turnovers. Again, the biggest one being the one I just described. Uh, no need to belabor this. We haven't seen Cincinnati yet, but, you know, I, I, usually I say in these situations, assuming there's no injuries, but, like, I don't even know who the who the Bengals could have injured that would change, would change this any. <laughs> hate, to, hate to be crass about it. I'll say Houston minus, I mean, it's more than a touchdown. I'll say seven and a half. Yeah, I came to seven and a half. It's really nine. I, I like the nine better. I don't think I made a proper adjustment for the Ryan Finley uh, starting job for yeah, the Cincinnati yes. Bengals quarterback position. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, my numbers come to seven and a half, but I think that's light. I, I like the nine better, and uh, that's what I'm going to open. But uh, again, why? Let's not talk too much about this game. Yeah, no. So far, I, so far, I think I like Arizona and. Uh, I like Arizona the most, I think, over San Francisco, given all of San Francisco's uh, vagabond ways. And I think I like Miami. If you're, What was the Miami line you're putting up again? Uh, two and a half. Yeah. By the way, what's the, the Raiders, I mean, other than that miracle win against the Jets, what have they lost, like six out of the last seven or something like that? Oh, yeah. They, you know, we really didn't hit on that when we talked about the Raiders, but there's another team heading south. I mean, they were they looked like a lock for the playoffs halfway through the year, and they've, they've really gone south. So, they they know. did this exact same thing last year. Exact same thing last year. Just, you know, good record midway through and then full collapse. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do one more here. All right, now this is an interesting one. Colts at the Steelers. Colts at the Steelers. Steelers we haven't seen either yet. Again, they play the uh, Bengals tonight, 14-point favorites on the road. Here I will say, 
assuming no injuries, right, to the Steelers in any key positions. Uh, Indianapolis beats Houston. Both Indy Houston games, as I mentioned, one score, closing minute, knocking at the door, Houston fumbling. Coutte losing it with 19 seconds left yesterday. Ball goes into the end zone. Uh, Phillip Rivers threw a tie-breaking touchdown pass to Zach Pascal with 147 left preceding that before Leonard uh, forced Kiki Coutte to fumble. Uh, 27-20 win. Texans rallied from an early 14-0 deficit to tie the score at 20 midway through the fourth quarter. So the Colts, here's the thing. A lot of people think the Colts' defense is really, really good. I'm not so sure. Rivers ended up 22 of 28 yesterday for 228, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Jacoby Brissett, one carry, two yards. We know what that was. That was a snake. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Uh, But the Colts were plus two in turnovers, as I mentioned. So Indianapolis jockeying for playoff position at Pittsburgh, which you could assume it's a get-right game for the Steelers tonight, although we could have assumed that against the Rams, about the Rams yesterday, too, so you never know. But I will say Pittsburgh minus... Here's the thing. Pittsburgh's got no running game, and they've got no creativity on offense. Their defense is down a couple men in, of course, uh, Dupree and Bush, but still good. I mean, I'll say Pittsburgh minus three because I don't know what else to make it. Well, it's two and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh a favorite. I got to tell you, and part of it is just me being me. I lowered the Steelers power rating like five points over the last couple of weeks. I mean, <laughs> so I actually have the Colts a slight favorite, like a one point favorite. And I, listen, I just don't like what I see out of the Steeler team. Yeah, I think Roethlisberger actually has had a hell of a year. But they never stretch the defense. Every pass is one of these short passes. And, you know, he had a pick six last week. You know, these guys sit on these routes. You know, they they don't have any respect for anybody going long anymore. And then they can't run the ball at all either. Uh, you know, is this a get-right game for the Steelers tonight? Let me, as a Steeler fan, let me say, I hope so. Because they got a couple weeks to get some things straightened out. They better do it quick. And I'm not sure they have the personnel to actually do it. Um, so I'm going to open two and a half. Wow. Yeah, you know, I think because you know, I see two and a half and some juice, but I, I, I do not like the Steelers unless they really show me something tonight. And it, it, no matter what they do tonight, they're playing the Bengals. You know, you can just kind of put that in your back pocket and say, hey, okay, it was just the Bengals. So I doubt I'm going to be that swayed tonight unless they really throw. Forget the running game. They need to throw the ball long. And they just don't do it. They Maybe don't do it. I don't know if Roethlisberger doesn't have time or what, but they just don't do it. Maybe it's his injury, Roethlisberger's elbow. I'm beginning to think that just you know, at the end of the season, we're just he's just not able to to do it anymore. Or you know, and he's throwing 50 passes a game. Yeah, too, he's, throw, so, he's know, throwing it plenty, but not far. Him, you know. But uh, you know, Juju no, never. No, I don't. No. I don't know if Juju ever became the receiver we thought he would be initially. Maybe, and and it, certainly, yeah. Big Ben is not helped by all the drops. Right between Ebron and Deontay Johnson, just drop yeah. fest. Um, but I'm 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 with you on all that. By the way, just to clarify some things, the Raiders were six and three after nine games this year. They've lost four of five. The only game they won, the miracle against the Jets. So there's the answer yeah. to that question. And uh, Las Vegas, Chris chimes in earlier about what I was saying about how the, the Patriots criminally overrated, it seems, by the market every week. His comment was metrics had Pats. Um, let's see. Oh, they failed to account for the 45 to nothing nonsense win versus the Chargers skewed numbers and lots of garbage stats by the Pats versus the Rams as well. That might have something to do with it. 
um, as well. So just him chiming in on that. Interesting. Uh, we're halfway through. Let's get one more. We'll start here. I'll give a guess, and then we'll we'll get to it after the break. Bears at the Jaguars. Bears at the Jaguars. Bears, as we mentioned, they beat the Vikings, uh, and the Bears go to 7-7 seven and seven and are legitimately now, legitimately, in the playoff picture. You know, yes, outside, they are. outside looking in, but still in it. Trubisky, 15 of 21 for 202, one touchdown, one pick, sacked once. They never trailed against the Vikings. David Montgomery, 32 for 146, two touchdowns. That 146 is a career high. As I mentioned, Chicago punted only once in that game on the opening possession. And then there's Jacksonville. Jacksonville now with their loss and the Jets win. They have the number one pick if they lose out. Trevor Lawrence. Ties longest losing streak, by the way. Their 13th loss in a row. Remember, they won the first game of the season against the Colts. Knocked out 42% of survivors. Haven't won since. 61 total yards in the first half versus the Ravens. 61. Gardner Minshew, 22 of 29 for 226. Two touchdowns. He was not. Uh, he, he did not throw a pick, but he was sacked five times. I don't know if Minshew's any much better than Glennon is. Probably is, but Trevor Lawrence on the clock. I'll say Chicago. I haven't put much thought into these spreads, and they haven't been that far off, to be honest with you. I'll say Chicago minus seven and a half. We'll take that to break, and we'll continue with the second half of the Week 16 slate with Chrissy Andrews right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Yeah, you're 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 right on. There's even some sevens out there. Um, once again, my numbers come to ten. I you know I think. First of all, I think the Bears could, Trubisky could do well against a, a Jacksonville team that, I, again, I think they've just kind of given up. They know it's going to be a whole new regime in there next year. So I don't see them playing with any intensity. And the Bears, like you said, they're they're suddenly in the playoff hunt. Uh, but more than that, I mean, every time teams step on the field on a Sunday, I mean, they are they're competitive. It's you know, how how competitive are they during the course of the week in their preparation. Um, I like the higher number. I, I like I said, I see seven, so I'm going to open seven and a half. They might take it off me I, if they do. God bless them. I think this should be higher. Um, yeah, Jacksonville. Like I said, they gave up, and Trubisky can play. You know, let's say nearly as expected when they drafted him against an inferior defense like this. So, uh, you know, seven and a half it is. But if I see it going higher, I'm going higher. Bears started out the season five and one, lost six in a row, and have won their last two against the Texans and the Vikings yesterday. Again, a final score yesterday of 33 to 27, but never felt like the Vikings really had a shot, even though the final score exactly. was only six points. All right, let's, uh, let's do another. Okay, Carolina, who you wanted to talk about against your Washington football team. Yes, the Washington football team towering over the standings of the NFC East. Towering. Uh, <laughs> Carolina, let's start there. Carolina has lost eight of their last nine games. Eight of nine. Uh, key play against the Packers. Excuse me. Yeah, against the Packers on Saturday. They were trailing 14-3 to in the second quarter. Carolina had first and goal at the one when Teddy Bridgewater tries leaping over the line and Green Bay's Chris Burns uh, knocks the ball loose. Kevin King yeah. recovers the fumble, races 48 yards before Moore brought, uh, DJ Moore brings him down. But that was the moment, right? He tried the Drew Brees wave thing. And it got knocked out. He never got to the goal line. It got knocked out of his hands. And that really was everything in that game because second half, Carolina completely stifled the Packers. Packers were lucky to hold on. Like Aaron Rodgers was not happy about that win. 
uh, lucky to hold on to uh, the victory there. And for those of us who had teasers, that was more of a sweat than we wanted on, on the uh, Packers. Uh, but here's the deal that I want to talk about. By the way, Bridgewater, 21 of 35 for 258, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times, four for 26 on the ground with a touchdown, but again, that fumble loss. They outscored Green Bay 13 to 3 and outgained them 214 to 49 in the second half. They held the Packers to 49 second half yards. DJ Moore, six for 130 for 131. Here's what I wanted to talk about. Matt Rule down 24 to 13 with 217 left with one timeout left in the game. Bridgewater to Moore, deep pass, 40-yard play, first and 10 at the Green Bay 15 with 2.04 left. And Matt Rule, and I loved this move, elects to kick the field goal, Chris. 2.04 left, they just hit a big play, they're down 11, and he says, you know what? I don't care that we're 15 yards away from the end zone. Get out there, Joey Sly, kick the 33-yarder. He did, he made it, 24-16. Then the subsequent kick through the end zone, still north of two minutes, 2.04 left, and they got a shot. By the way, it's Gil Alexander. It's Chris Andrews. This is Guessing Lines, week 16 of the National Football League, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, on a numbers game. Uh, as we uh, look back on the past weekend, look forward to the next and try to extract some value. Your first look at the upcoming week's lines, try to handicap and uh, lay down some bets here on first impressions. So, Instead of doing the conventional thing that most coaches do, which is, all right, we're this close to the end zone, let's get the touchdown first. You'll see some coaches now do the Madden thing, if you've played Madden long enough. Oh, let's kick the field goal first because then, you know, we'll have more time on the clock. Matt Rule did it earlier than I've ever seen anybody do it before. And he was really sharp on it because he knew, he goes, I've only got one timeout left. I need to use this two-minute warning to my advantage. I need that stoppage of the that's clock. That's exactly it. Yep. And it that's was it. I thought it was yeah, a, and that's where yeah. he played that right. He yeah. played it right and they and the defense did hold them and they were able to get the ball back. It didn't end up matriculating the ball down the field, but at least the strategy was correct cuz I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, "I can't believe he did that." It was absolutely the right thing to do. Mhm. You thought yeah, so too. Yeah, and the key was he Yeah, he did he did that with 204, I think on that's the right. clock. That's right. 204. So he knew he needed that extra timeout that he was going to get with a two-minute warning because he didn't have one. Uh, I, listen, I know they've played terrible in the last couple of weeks, but they got the right guy, I think, at coach. You know, they need a lot of help up and down that roster. But they got the right guy at coach. I think he's going to be successful in this league. I really do. I do that too. was a, a bold move on his part that – he probably knew he was going to get criticized for still needed a miracle to pull out a win, but that gave him the best chance of winning that game. And by the way, that was great for us. Eight was a great number for us. Yeah. A lot better than 11. It was so, it, that Joey. Sly, I was really applauding that decision. <laughs> the Joey Sly field goal significant to some. And that's why betters oh, were, yeah. some betters were losing their minds. But it was absolutely the right football thing yep. to do and good for Matt Rule. And here is the breaking news this morning. The Panthers have fired their GM. Uh, they fired, okay, yeah. they, they fired the, their longtime GM, um, Marty Herney, who's responsible for getting them to a couple Super Bowls in the past. Uh, Panthers owner David Tepper said that after recent conversations with Herney about the structure of the team's football operations, it became clear they had some different ideas. Tepper was careful to say he respected Herney's uh, traditional approach, but hopes to blend more of a data-driven process into the football operation. That, according to Panthers.com, 
Uh, I think sometimes you just need a start, a, re- a restart, a refresh, Tepper said. We did it last year on the coaching side. Maybe you could say it should have been done before on the GM side. Maybe it should have been. I'm sure people may say that or otherwise on both sides. I think it's just time on both sides to do that. It just seems like the right time to move forward. But here's the here's the money quote. And I think you guys just had this up on uh, the screen at VEASAN.com. This is Tepper, the uh, the owner, talking, quote, uh, Ian Rappaport also had this uh, at Rap Sheet this morning. You look at successful organization and there's a, uh, organizations and there's a certain alignment between the head coach and the GM. To think that you can do that without some sort of alignment is nuts. So to not have a head coach with some input uh, with some input into that rather is stupid. Okay, he adds at the end. I love when people uh, finish their sentences by going okay. Wow. So that's there's a vote of confidence for rule if I've ever heard one. But Marty Herney, I mean, a GM that took them to two Super Bowls, Dunzo in Carolina this morning. Anyway, who are they playing? Washington again? <laughs> that's right. Uh, Washington. Your team, right? Yes. Uh, Washington, six and eight. Washington wins out. They go to the playoffs. Got news for you. Uh, Washington loses to Seattle yesterday. Four game winning streak was snapped. But uh, really, it came down to the wire in the end. Only a 20-15 to 15 win for the Seahawks. Carlos Dunlap, uh, sh- Dunlap sh- shaking off a lingering foot injury, sacking Dwayne Haskins to uh, clinch the 20-15 to 15 win that clinched the Seahawks' a playoff berth, by the way. But uh, Washington, the first seven possessions of this game with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, three points, two turnovers. First seven possessions. Haskins ended up throwing the ball 55 times, though. He was 38 of 55 for 295. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked four times. Logan Thomas, 13 catches for 101. Terry McLaurin, seven for 77. Uh, Washington, nine of 15 on third downs. Dwayne Haskins actually, you know, he didn't do... Listen, he's not scaring anybody, but he wasn't terribly horrific yesterday. Let's put it that way. How about that? Wasn't terribly horrific. They were using his college playbook, some like he was using yeah. a lot of the plays from college. He wasn't good, but he wasn't terribly horrific, be my words. Uh, Ron Rivera said that Alex Smith will start next week if healthy. All that said, I'll say Washington by a field goal. Washington minus three. Yeah, I needed three. It's two and two and a half. Uh, mostly two. Hmm. But I'm going to open two and a half. Uh, again, if, it, if I see a three pop up, I'm going to go there. I think Alex Smith, yeah, he threw the ball 55 times. Seems like quite a bit. Yeah. For the guys like Haskins. Um, their defense still good. You know, Carolina, like I said, they, I like Matt Rule. I like, a, you know, I've been a Teddy Bridgewater fan from day one. Uh, but they're, they're certainly not playing well. I thought this number should be a legitimate three. It's not. It's two, two and two and a half right now. I'm going to open on the high side, two and a half. Okay. Yeah. By the way, these lines seem pretty easy to make this week. They, like, you can't be that far off on these. What's next? Well, it was going to be interesting. Uh, Giants at the Ravens, and there's really no lines out there, and I'm assuming it's because of uh, the possibility of Daniel Jones coming back. So not that much to talk about as far as, like, the lines in this game, but it's the Giants and the Ravens. Does that matter if it's Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy to the line? Well, apparently it does to a lot of people, yeah. so I don't know. Giants' first NFL team. And this game against the Browns last night, a lot of people, this is one of these Sunday night games where you're all footballed out. I know for for those of us who had the Rams and Survivor, for instance, it was like, uh, I just don't have it in me anymore. But, of course, I had this game on. This entire game last night, the Giants and the Browns, came down to two first-half decisions for the Giants, quite frankly. Now, I don't know if it goes their way if they win this anyway, but it certainly wasn't going to go their way once these two things happened. 
They're the first NFL team, the Giants are, first NFL team with two first-half turnovers on downs inside the red zone since 2006. Think about that. 14 years it's been since a team did what the Giants did last night. Namely, they had the ball at the 8-yard line and they had the ball at the 5-yard line twice in the first half. The one at the 8-yard line, they went into this funky little formation where they, you know, it could have worked actually because Graham Gano apparently was open in the end zone. But Riley Dixon instead looked at uh, Nick Gates, his center, and he threw it high and incomplete to Gates, turning the ball over on downs. And again, Gano was wide open. But it was one of these plays where as soon as they lined up, you're like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, it was like before the play even was run, you're like, oh, this is not going to work. Colt McCoy ended up 19 of 31 for 221. No touchdowns, no picks to be sacked once. The Giants only ended up with 14 first downs behind Freddie Kitchens. They put up just six points against the defense. <laughs> against the defense that had given up 80 points in the past two games. They could only manage six. Look, I get it. You're still in the NFC East race, and you could have, if, if you had tied Washington, you have the tiebreaker, and you'd be atop the NFC East. But I just, I don't know. That first one was weird. The second time, they decided to kick a field goal. And then the third time, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Baltimore, uh, they crushed yesterday. Crushed Jacksonville. They built a 26-point halftime lead. Rolled to a 40-7 to win. Lamar, 17 of 22 for 243. Three touchdowns. One pick. He was sacked once. 10 of 35 on the ground for a touchdown. Uh, Ravens, 8 of 12 on third down. 1 of 2 on fourth. 409 total yards. Uh, you say there's no line. I would say it's north of 10, though. I'd say 10.5 on the Ravens. That's what I would That's do. exactly what I made at 10.5. Oh, I go. see no difference you know, in my numbers between uh, McCoy and Jones. So uh, that, that's exactly what I made. And I think it'll open somewhere around there. Okay, so we have one Friday game, Christmas Day, and we have three Saturday games. How many early and late do we have, Jason? It's three uh, afternoon games, I believe seven early games. Okay, makes sense. Seven early, three late. Uh, Let's do one more. Okay, we got the Falcons at the Chiefs. Falcons at the Chiefs. We talked about about both of these teams. Falcons uh, losing... Two again, squandering two 17 point leads against the Bucks yesterday. Matty Ice, 34 for 49, 356, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Calvin Ridley, 10 for 163 and a touchdown. Atlanta failed to pick up a first down on four of its last five possessions. The only exception being a drive that ended with a uh, Young Hay Kuz 52 yarder with 822 remaining that gave the Falcons a 27 to 24 lead, but they end up losing 31 to 27. It didn't hold up. They already, the Falcons, had become the first team in NFL history to blow fourth-quarter leads, remember, of at least 15 points in two straight games. Now this. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if it was Dan <laughs> Quinn, Raheem Morris, a Super Bowl, not a Super Bowl. It's just you, Atlanta Falcons. Um, Kansas City, nine-game winning streak now. Patrick Mahomes, 26 of 46 for 254, three touchdowns, Was not, uh, didn't throw a pick, was sacked four times. On the season, 36 touchdowns and five picks. And the Chiefs can now clinch the number one seed in the AFC with the win and a Pittsburgh loss. Bad news for the Chiefs yesterday well, was that rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire needed help to the locker room in the fourth yeah. quarter, uh, not putting any pressure on his left leg. But Andy Reid said that x-rays were negative. Edwards-Hilaire requires more evaluation today. High ankle sprain I saw Ooh, across the ticker. That's never fun. Could be worse. 
but that's never fun. Yeah, it's the end of the season. It'll be tough. Yeah, it'll be tough with uh, yeah the season dwindling and the playoffs looming. So we'll keep an eye on that. But the Chiefs do end up winning it again, 32-29 uh, to 29 against the Saints in a game where the box score, statistically, they just absolutely destroyed the Saints. We talked about it earlier. And yet only won by three. And, and as Chris Felica pointed out in text to us, Chrissy, could have been worse when they were up 14-7 to seven, that fumble on the punt yeah. return went, yeah. went into the end zone. The Saints should have landed on it, and it squirted out for a safety. So it was 14-9 to nine instead of 14-14 14 to 14 at that point. Saints did take a lead briefly at the beginning of the second half. 16 to, uh, what was it, uh, 15 to 14, I believe. So, yeah, just uh, weird. But look, I've been betting the Chiefs AFC futures and, and Super Bowl futures all year. Just quietly betting them every I, I just They're head and shoulders above every team to me. And that offense is unstoppable, and it's better. They're better this year than I think they were last year when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll say Chiefs by 10 here. Yeah, you know, it's 10 and 10 and a half. Um, my numbers only come to nine, but I got to tell you, it's, uh, I, I always made a joke that uh, an annual rate of fall for me was to overrate Oklahoma in college football. <laughs> Another annual rate of fall is to overrate the, the Falcons. Yes. And I do it all the time. They cover a lot of numbers, but, and they might cover here and probably you know, never have a chance to win a game. Uh, so like I said, my numbers come to nine, but I see 10 and 10 and a half, and I like that better. I like that better than my own numbers. So I'm going to open a 10 and a half. Uh, boy, if you're a Falcon or a Falcon fan, you just have to be talking to yourself here after, you know, what, what they've done in the last couple of years is just, you know, atrocious. So, you know, anyway, 10 and a half for me. Prop suggestion, Chrissy. I know how much you love when I give prop suggestions, especially when I do them live on air. I know how much that tickles you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chiefs versus the field right now. Chiefs versus everybody else to win the Super Bowl. What would what would people bet on the field? Like, what number would it take to bet on the field? Because they they are in the uh, driver's seat for the number one seed, right? And the bye, yeah. so that's already an advantage. And then the Super Bowl is is not it's not a cold weather situation, so they're going to be the favorite in the Super Bowl no matter who they play. What do you think? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Well, Silence. I'm trying to think. I, I, well, now let me let me think this through. You hit me cold. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think right now the uh, you know I had them like plus two dollars to win the Super Bowl going into this weekend. Um, you know, so I think I think that's probably a little high. Uh, I, let's so let's say it's like plus one eighty. You know, I'm going to go look through my futures. You know, once the show ends. Uh, so if it's plus one eighty. You, know, you need a wide spread on something like that. So minus probably like minus two twenty, minus two ten. Again, you know, the field would be minus two twenty or something like that. But don't worry. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there I know who are uh, you know naysayers and it might lay a price like that. But I think two twenty one eighty probably pretty close to what that a two way price would be. Something like that. Yeah. Like I said, you caught me cold. I'm going to have to look at it a little more. I closer. know. Terrible. Terrible of me. I apologize. And then and MVP Jason. Patrick Mahomes versus uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, how do you decide this at this point? Mahomes a big favorite, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just a toss-up. I mean, who's nobody knows what the criteria is. To me, uh, Aaron Rodgers feels more valuable if they didn't have him. I felt like a backup quarterback could probably do something with the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers openly stumping about the meaning of the word valuable in MVP. Patrick Mahomes say, saying he doesn't pay attention to it. Aaron Rodgers really wants a third MVP. I love the narrative of him getting one this year. He really wants a third MVP. And Mahomes is like, I got my whole career. I don't care. Um, By the way, I heard like Max Kellerman. I was in the car on Saturday. He was talking about how valuable doesn't mean valuable. Valuable means best. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Absolutely not. (laughs) No, it doesn't. He like did a whole rant on it. I'm like, no, actually it doesn't. He's got to send him a dictionary. Yeah, Yeah. it's very interesting. Uh, So we'll see. Anyway, sorry to spring that on you, Chrissy. My apologies. Um, okay, the Rams at the Seahawks. Rams at the Seahawks. Oh, which I thought we were done talking about this team. Apparently not. Um, Rams, I don't know if you heard this, but they lost to the uh, the Jets yesterday. The Rams were a total no-show. So again, um, there was never a moment where I was not going to pick the Rams, nor was there a moment where I thought we had any shot of losing this. But you know, the Rams didn't show up in the first half, and that Jared Goff face was out there. Uh, five punts in the first half for the Rams. Five punts, one of which was blocked. A pick, a total of three points, and a total of 97 yards in the first half for the Rams. Again, five punts, one blocked, a pick, three points, and 97 yards. Jared Goff was 22 of 34 in the game for 209. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. This was Goff's comment after the game. Quote, we have a game coming up next week that we're going to have to win anyways, and I think we know that. Unquote. Well, that's that's not very comforting. What a leader. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> that, that's about as close to a guy saying, yeah, we didn't care as anything I've yeah. ever heard. The Rams were 2 of 11 on third downs, 0 for 1 on fourth. And as Jared Goff points out, they can win the NFC West with wins in their last two games. So what did they care? But again, they, they had their shots. 
and still couldn't get it done. A touchdown that was called back by a penalty. A punt return that looked like it was going to the house, but instead of cutting out, uh, Webster cut in and the punter got him. Didn't try a 55-yarder to tie it. Anyway, you take your lumps. All 16 of us in Survivor and Circus Survivor who had the Rams correctly took the Rams. We had planned for it the whole time. Nothing you can do. Sometimes you just lose. 65 left. Uh, Seattle. They clinched a playoff berth for the ninth time in 11 seasons under Pete Carroll yesterday. They've held four straight opponents to 17 points or fewer. Russell Wilson, 18 of 27 for 121 against that Washington defense. Man, that Washington defense is good. One touchdown, one pick, was not sacked. Only 16 first downs for the Seahawks in victory. Uh, That's all you have to do against Dwayne Haskins. That's all you have to do. So it's the Rams at Seattle, the 9-5 Rams against the 10-4 Seahawks. Rams trying to win out to win the NFC West. Seahawks win this, they win the NFC West. Mm, They're not going to be three-point favorites. I'll say 2.5. Seahawks minus 2.5. Yeah, it's anywhere from one and a half to two and a half. Um, maybe one and a half is probably a little light. Although I got to tell you, my numbers come to pick them on this game, but I think I am going to use the Seahawks too. Uh, you know, I, I always say like when teams get out there on Sunday, it, every individual guy he's going to compete. That's just their nature. That's what they're going to do. Face with an opponent right on you, you're going to compete. What are they doing on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? That and that. This is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coach pretty much admitted it. They did not do their preparation the way they should have against any kind of a viable opponent. And it showed on Sunday. Well, I think they will do their prep work this week. I know they will. Uh, this is a big game for them. I, I kind of like the Rams a little bit in this spot. I just don't think they could be nearly as bad as what they showed on last Sunday, uh, yesterday. And I still have big questions about this Seahawks team. I just, I don't think they're all that good. Um, like I said, I'm going to open right in the middle too, but because uh, I see a lot of two and a half out there. But uh, I, I kind of like the Rams a little bit. This, if this game gets to three, I would definitely be on the Rams. Okay, the Eagles at the Cowboys. Eagles at the Cowboys. Eagles come from 16 down to tie it up at 26 against the uh, Cardinals yesterday, but lose. By a touchdown. Great play from uh, Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. Great catch by DeAndre Hopkins to seal the deal. But the Eagles had their chances. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 24 of 44 for 338. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked six times. Couldn't lead the Eagles to any points on their last two offensive drives. Uh, Philly made it to the Cardinals' 31-yard line on the final drive. And then Hurts threw two passes into the end zone on the final two plays. But they fell incomplete. They were plus three in turnovers and lost. That's the killer. By the way, great move by uh, Quez Watkins on uh, Philly's first touchdown uh, in the in the uh, first half of that game. It was killer. Um, Dallas beats the Niners. Andy Dalton, 19 of 33 for 209. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked two times. Pollard, 132 yards for scrimmage. Two touchdowns on the ground. CeeDee Lamb, five uh, catches for 85 yards. Also had a kickoff return for a touchdown on the onside kick at the end. He took it to the house. Yeah. Fielded it, took it to the to the end zone. 15 total first downs for the Cowboys. That's it, 15. Only 291 total yards in victory, as I mentioned earlier, plus four in turnovers. That's all you need. Four of the seven Dallas scores were set up by those turnovers from the Niners. Cowboys have to win both against Philly and the Giants, while Washington has to lose twice for the Cowboys to win the NFC East. Once again, Washington at 6-8, and eight, 
both Dallas and the Giants at five and nine. The Eagles still alive at four, nine and one, a game and a half back. The heavily contested FC East. I'll say Philly minus three. Yeah, you're high. It's um, Philly. Anywhere, I even see as low as one, but with some juice on the favorite. Hmm. And as high as two, let me see, there was a two and a half. I think that's gone. So it's one, one and a half or two. I like one and a half. Uh, you know, my numbers came to pick them in this game. And, uh, you know, it's weird how you're just talking about turnovers. Eagles had, they were plus three in turnovers, you said, right? Plus, Eagles were plus three, yeah. yeah. Yeah, plus three and lost. Cowboys were plus four, I think. You plus said, four and, and one. one. You know, yeah. You know, so, um, it, you know, there's. A, I'm not sure what to take out of that, you know, but uh, I thought Pickham was a little closer to what I would like. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he played well. There's no doubt. He looks like the guy going forward. I, I mean, I think Carson Wentz could start packing his bags right now. Uh, but I, I'm not. I wouldn't go crazy over this Eagle team yet. I thought Pickham was a good number. So I'll open one and a half just because I see it. I see a lot of twos out there, but I'm going to open one and a half. And if they bet me up, they bet me up. But uh, I wouldn't want to go any higher than that right now on this team. Elimination game, Eagles and Cowboys. All right, Sunday night. Okay, it's a good one. The Titans at the Packers. Definitely more, definitely better games in week 16 than we're in week 15. That's for sure. 10 and four Titans, 11 yeah. and three Packers. Uh, Tennessee can clinch the AFC South with a win and an Indianapolis loss. Remember the Colts play the Steelers, the Tennessee Titans. E uh, texted last night. And I, the only reason I knew the answer to this, cause I had been doing research for this show this morning, show prep. And he said, quick, without looking right now, tell me who has scored the most points in the NFL this year. What team? And because I had done the research, I, I guessed properly. I go, Tennessee by any chance? He goes, yes, by one point over Kansas City, by two points over Green Bay. Tennessee, 30-plus points, five straight games. Fifth team in NFL history with five straight games piling up at least 420 yards total offense and 30 points. Tannehill yesterday against the Lions, and the Lions defense is a sieve. 21 of 27 for 273. Three touchdown passes, no, uh, no, sack, excuse me, no picks, one sack. Three for 21 on the ground with two touchdowns. Career-high five touchdowns, passing and running for Tannehill. But Derrick Henry is the, uh, is the engine. 24 carries, 147 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis, four catches for 110 and a touchdown. The Titans were 10 of 13 on third downs, uh, even though they allowed 7 of 10 on third downs themselves. That's the thing. The Lions' defense is a sieve, but the Titans' Achilles is definitely their own defense. But 463 total yards of offense... They were plus three in turnovers against the Lions. And then there's Green Bay, who I mentioned, great teaser leg on Saturday, came through in the end, but it was more of a sweat than we wanted. They reached the end zone on their first three series against the Panthers before hanging on to beat them 24-16. to They won their fourth straight despite getting outscored 13-3 to and outgained 214-49 to in the second half. Aaron Rodgers not happy about it. He was 20 of 29 for 143. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked five times, five for 26 on the ground with a touchdown. Season low, 143 yards. Aaron Jones, 20 for 145 and a touchdown. Packers own a tiebreaker over the Saints after uh, beating the Saints, remember, back in September, 37 to 30. So the Packers win here, and uh, it is their number one seed to be had because they will win all tiebreakers against the New Orleans Saints. So the Packers just need one more win here down the stretch, and it is theirs. Um, all that said, I'll say Green Bay minus, 
Because of that Tennessee defense, I'll say Green Bay minus four and a half. Yeah, you're a little high. It's uh, three and a half. Uh, I see one three out there with a lot of juice on the favorite. Uh, you know, my numbers only come to three, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and use three and a half here. Most I don't want to mess with the three three and a half stuff on a Sunday night game, but I think it's gonna be heavily bet. Um, I would say this though about the Titans. I think they've been a little underrated all year. Even if you go back to the preseason, you know their their season win total was like you know eight or eight and a half, something like that. And I, I remember just seeing their odds to win the Super Bowl. I thought were just inordinately high. And I remember saying that, and I I didn't believe that that was the correct evaluation. So I tried to be on their side quite a bit this year, and I managed to do that. Uh, you know, I listen, I, I'm throwing out that Green Bay game. I don't know what happened the second half. I think the Green Bay first half was much more indicative of, of what this team really is made of. So I'm going to toss out that. So it's nothing against Green Bay, but I just think the Titans, you know, a little underrated. And like he had a great question there. I, I don't think many people would say the Titans. I certainly wouldn't have uh, had the most points this year. So I think they're a tad underrated. I like three a little better, but I am an open three and a half. Like I said, I don't want to mess with that three, three and a half, especially after yesterday getting clobbered on that uh, Kansas City New Orleans game. But uh, I think the Titans, I kind of like them in this spot a little bit. Hmm. I Yeah, I, I only knew the answer to that because I had done research and I'd seen, oh, five straight games with 30 plus points. Maybe it's the Titans. That's why he's asking. Um, so I got there. I've had the Titans. We do top 10 rankings on primetime action every week. I've had the Titans in my top six the whole way through just because I, you know, I'll put it this way. I've asked the question in recent weeks to people who who's the team that the Chiefs, if you gave them truth serum, who's the team they'd least like to play in the AFC playoffs? I said Baltimore because if Baltimore gets ahead, they've got that running game and they've got Lamar Jackson who could always make a mess of any player or make every play that is a mess into something great. Matt Brown, who's my co-host on Primetime Action, he says it's the Buffalo Bills. I think most people would say the Buffalo Bills. I asked that of Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. He said the Titans, which was interesting too. Mm -hmm. So you get a Mm -hmm. different answer from different people. All right, Monday night. Yeah. Monday night, the Bills at the Patriots. Bills at the Patriots. Bills, AFC East champions for the first time since 1995, ending New England's 11-year reign atop the division. Josh Allen wasn't even born in 1995. He was 28 of 40. Yeah, wasn't even born. He was 28 of 40 uh, against the Broncos on Saturday for 359 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked once, three carries for 33 yards, and two touchdowns against a team that bypassed him in the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, despite his uh, starring just up the uh, up the uh, how, how can we say this the Midwest at Wyoming, just two and a half hours north of Denver, Stephon Diggs eleven for one forty-seven, Cole Beasley eight for one twelve, always filling up a stat sheet. Twenty-nine first downs for the Bills in that game, nine of thirteen on third downs. They had five hundred and thirty-four total yards, crushed them. Uh, and then there's New England. New England's run of it, their NFL record 11 straight playoff appearances comes to an end with their loss to the Dolphins by 10. Snaps their streak of 19 straight winning seasons. They'll finish at 500 or worse for the first time since 2000, the year they drafted Tom Brady. They fall one year short of matching the Cowboys' NFL record of 20 consecutive winning seasons. Congratulations to the Patriots. What a run it was. It comes to an end. Contrast this with Matt Rule and the Panthers, as we talked about earlier, and their decision-making at the end of that game against the, uh, Pan- against the Packers. Fourth and two at the Miami 22, down 10 with 114 left for the Patriots. Two timeouts left. New England doesn't kick the field goal, gets sacked, ball game. 
That cost people New England teasers. So Bill Belichick played it completely differently, and I would say kind of curiously. Newton, 17 of 27 for 209. No touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. Jacoby Myers, 7 for 111. They were 2 of 9 on third downs. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down. I will never understand the move on the Patriots. I'll say the Bills minus 7.5. You know, that's exactly what I made it, 7.5, but it's all 7. Um, hmm. I don't. I see one 7.5 with uh, a ton of juice on the dog. So I'm going to open 7. But I, this is a curious game for uh, the. what's the emotional level going to be. You know the Bills won the won the conf, uh, the division. The Patriots do they just pack it into the Bills pack do it the in? Bills I pack the Bills in. pack it in. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Bills pack it in. They want to go out and beat New England. But uh, you know, I think New England has to know. You know, Cam probably not going to be back next year. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be gone. Probably a whole bunch of them. So I don't know. It's, I think it's an interesting emotional game. And you talk about uh, betting. Uh, uh, you know, pre-flop or in-game. I, this, I think, would be an in-game bet if you're uh, of that ilk. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to open seven. We'll see where we go from there. So I think I like Miami and Arizona best, but I, this slim pickings to me. What about you, Chrissy? That's the exact same two I got marked on my sheet, Arizona and Miami. And, yeah. and, and I'm sure by the end of the week, I'll probably have 10 plays I like. But right now, <laughs> I only sure. like I'm sure I will, too. And I'll have all kinds of strategies and... That's why we yeah. do this, because we love it. It's in our DNA. Uh, there's no getting around that. Thank you, Chrissy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, my pleasure, Gil. Talk to you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. Good luck to all of you. First look at Week 16 lines. Maybe you go with these instincts. Hope you played along. Good luck from all of us at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.